بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فبما نقضهم ميثاقهم لعناهم وجعلنا قلوبهم قاسية وقال تعالى ثم قست قلوبكم من بعد ذلك فهي كالحجارة أو أشد قسوة صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تكثر الكلام بغير ذكر الله فإن كثرة الكلام بغير ذكر الله قسوة للقلب أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected friends and elders We all understand our need and our dependence on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our need for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At every moment of our lives, at every stage, every sphere, we are dependent on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through His infinite grace and mercy engulfs all with His mercy. Those who deserve and those who are undeserving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rahman al-dunya wal-akhirati wa rahimahuma. The most beneficent, the most merciful in this dunya and akhirat. That he shows mercy to those who deserve and those who do not deserve. The opposite of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the opposite of rahmat of Allah is la'nat of Allah, the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The curse ulama have identified or ulama have defined as al-bu'du an rahmatillah, to be distanced from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is the meaning of being cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person being taken far away from the mercy of Allah, being deprived of Allah's mercy, means he has been cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look at our lives currently, in light of the, of the recent tragedies in our localities, then we see the extent of the dependence we had on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much we were in need of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. During these days of trial and tests, respected friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so to say, gave us a taste of what is, what is trouble, what is taklif, what happens when the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shifted. We lived these events for a few days. The unrest, the looting was for a few days. Elsewhere in the dunya, this has continued for years. And in some countries an entire decade has passed and this type of looting and war and civil unrest has continued and persisted to this day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow that unrest here to continue. مَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُوا عَنْ كَثِيرٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says any musibat, any calamity that befalls you then it is firstly because of what your hands have earned. It is because of your earnings, meaning your wrong. It is directly a result of our disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. an kathir. But Allah then mentions that Allah forgives a lot. In other words, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does punish us, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does bring about some test, calamity, musibah, then it's just a taste as I mentioned. Because a lot of our sins Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not take us to task for. 
وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسَ بِمَا كَسَبُوا مَا تَرَكَ عَلَى ظَهْرِهَا مِنْ دَابَّةِ If if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to take us to task for every sin we did, there'll be no living creature on earth. There'll be no living creature. That is the position of, that is our position in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed that condition to pass so quickly. But it is a time for us to reflect. It is a time for us to take lesson. It is a time for us respected friends and elders to introspect and see how we can better ourselves. So that going forward, this condition, in, instead of it being a difficult condition and a bad condition for us, it turns out to be something good. That it sprung us towards good, towards tawbah, towards going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That person who used the time of adversity and difficulty to come back to Allah, to rectify his life, to make changes and spiritual changes, then that person has benefited from a, from, from, from a position of adversity. Generally, when calamity befalls us, then we consider that to be total loss. But for a believer and for a mu'min, no, that, 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 that outer condition of loss can turn into a condition of gain and profit for him, if he responds as he ought to have responded. During these times, we have understood we have understood the value of afiyah, the value of divine protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We understood the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at this time, on one hand, we have seen so many people have lost their businesses. Most of the, of the business community has been affected. We have seen the plight of these people. There is no better time for us to understand the following hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man fatathu salatun. That person who misses one salah, a person who misses one salah only, fakaannama wutira ahlahu wa mala. It is as if he has been robbed of his, all his wealth and his entire family. Not only his shop was looted, not only his shop was taken away and his business destroyed. A person who misses one salah, is like somebody who lost his entire business and all his other properties and all his cars and all his bank accounts have been emptied, etc. And all his savings taken away from him. And in addition to that, his entire family has been destroyed. That is the loss of a person who missed out one salah. One salah became qaza. فَكَأَنَّمَا وُتِرَ أَهْلَهُ وَمَالَ The word used in this hadith is wutira. Ulama explain the mawtur, the one who has been referred to in this hadith is somebody who is losing these items in front of his eyes and is helpless, he can't do anything about it. Likewise, the condition in the unrest that passed a few weeks ago, that many people could see their shops being looted and Allah replaced them with something much better, inshallah. And Allah make it easy for those who have lost. But let us understand, let us use this to open our eyes to the reality. That real loss is loss of deen. Don't be here week in and week out. Week in and week out we hear by that person who lived this dunya as a pauper, but he left with his deen, then he is successful. And on the other hand, that person who had everything of the world, but when he left the dunya, he left without iman, and he is unsuccessful. This is a time for us to understand this, that it is our deen that holds priority. Musibah that befalls us is definitely a test on the side of Allah, and I do not wish to belittle that, na'udhu billah, or to, to, to trivialize it. It is a great musibah and I can never imagine the loss. We see one or two shops 
we pass by and we see how it was looted, or it is broken down, and the things are burnt, and our hearts sink. Imagine that person who spent his entire life there. That person whose whole life, his whole life's effort was in that shop. What would be the state of his heart? So by no means I mean to trivialize that, but I want to put things into perspective in front of you. That at this time when we suffer calamity, then we should take solace and take, take, take solace from the fact that this was something temporary. This is to do with dunya. This is to do with wealth of the world which comes and goes, which changes hands all the time. It was not a loss in our deen. Because a calamity in deen is worse than the calamity of dunya. Qadi Shuraih rahimahullah, who was a senior qadi, a judge in the time of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, mentions that inni la'usabu bil musibah, sometimes I am afflicted with a calamity, fa'ahmadullaha alayha arba'a marrat. But I praise Allah, meaning I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it four times. I make shukr in musibat. I praise Allah during calamity. He says, number one, إذ لم يجعلها أعظم مما هي Since when I realized that it could have been worse. This was the calamity, but it could have been worse than this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make it worse than what it was. I praise Allah and I thank Allah for that. Number two, when Allah gives me tawfiq, إِذْ أَلْهَمَنِي الصبر, when Allah gives me the tawfiq and ability to be patient, because patience is, is most rewarding in that time. Patience, respected friends and elders, is among the greatest of deeds. The reward that Allah gives a patient person cannot be recorded. إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Allah says. With no account. If a person is patient, then his reward is, it, it cannot be an encompassed, it cannot be counted. That's the amount of reward Allah blesses. Those who have patience. So if Allah gives me tawfiq to be patient, then despite that musibat, I make shukr and I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, إذ وفقني الاسترجاع If He gives me the tawfiq to say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Because I'll be rewarded for this. So I make shukr that this, the calamity came, but I am benefiting and I am getting reward. And number four, number four is, إذ إذ لم يجعلها في ديني when I realize that Allah did not bring this calamity on my deen, it was a loss in dunya, then I am not bothered. Loss in deen, respected friends and elders, can never be matched by loss of anything else. So despite the loss of the dunya, if we are still in the masjid, if we are still reading our salah, if we are still engaged in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then alhamdulillah, it could have been worse. Alhamdulillah, our deen was not affected. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But on the other hand, if despite these conditions, if despite these conditions coming upon us, and a small test, or a small taste, and a sample from the side of Allah, despite that my eye didn't open. Despite that I continued in my wrongs. Despite that I never made a, a, a turn, and I never made tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this could be the greatest calamity. Not the loss of the shop, but me failing to realize, me failing to open my eyes, me failing to take a lesson is a bigger calamity than the loss of my shop. This is a small taste. Allah says, we will make them taste the small adab. The minor adab first, before the major adab. So that they may turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the reason. وَنَبْلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ فِتْنَةِ وَبَلَوْنَاهُمْ بِالْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّعَاتِ Allah brings upon us different conditions to test us. 
But ultimately, what is the purpose? وَبَلَوْنَاهُمْ بِالْحَسَنَاتِ Allah says, we tested some people with good times. With luxury, there is also a test from Allah to see how you respond. وَالسَّيِّعَاتِ And some people, we tested them with difficulty. But the, uh, the, the ultimate goal here is لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ so that, they, so that they turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They mend their ways. They give up their old ways. They give up sin and disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we have failed in this, if we have not taken a lesson, this lesson, then this is, the, this is a greater musibah. Because this is a sign that the heart has become hard. A hard heart, respected friends and elders, takes no heed from what is happening around him. A hard heart cannot be penetrated, no matter how much of bayan, no matter how much of advice, no matter how much of, 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 of signs he may see around him, it will not penetrate that heart because that heart has been hardened. And the greatest cause for the hardening of the heart is ghaflat, being unmindful of Allah and the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah says the root cause is ghaflat. The root cause for hardness of the heart is being unmindful of Allah, being ghafil, being neglectful, not realizing that Allah is watching. Allah is in control. I have to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person has got no ihsas, he's senseless, he can't feel, doesn't take any, any lesson from what is happening around him, then it is like he is dead. Mawana Ahmad Lat Saab, Hafizahullah, always mentions the example. And he says, that be ihsasi, being, un, being neglectful, being unmindful, da'i ka hai. It's the death of a da'i, a tabligi. This could be applied to every believer, every mu'min. That ghaflat and negligence is like you are dead. So he gives the example, he says a person is experiencing some numbness on his hand. He goes to the doctor and the doctor uses a needle and he pokes that area. And this person can't feel anything. And then as he comes further away, then this person, you know, he jolts with pain. So then the doctor tells him, you see, by this whole area here where you couldn't feel anything, this entire, this entire area is dead. In other words, you can't feel, you can't sense anything here, it's like he's got no life. That is the example of a, of, of, of a person in the dunya, if you've got no sense. You can't sense what is happening around you, you can't perceive, you can't share in the loss, you can't take heed. Then it is like a person is dead. مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ وَالَّذِي لَا يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ مَثَلُ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّدِ The hadith tells us in Muslim Sharif, the person who is mindful of Allah. He remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He makes the dhikr of Allah formally in one corner and he is mindful of Allah wherever he goes. My beloved father, rahimahullah, Allah fill his qabr with nur used to mention that make a habit of dhikr of Allah wherever you are. You are driving, make dhikr of Allah. You are walking somewhere, make dhikr of Allah. Remind yourself of Allah wherever you are. Dhikr is not only for the corner. Yes, we should definitely take our time, finish our daily ma'amulat, our daily tasbihat. But together with that, wherever we are going, we have to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that person who remembers Allah all the time is like living. The hadith says that person who doesn't remember Allah, that person who is ghafil, who's got ghaflat, he is negligent of Allah. مَثَلُ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّدِ It's like a dead person. It's like he is dead because he can't feel. A dead man took no heed. A dead man took no effect from the looting that happened a month ago. It made no difference to him. So if I, despite being alive, despite me breathing, walking, eating, moving, if I didn't take any lesson, 
If I didn't take any heed from these conditions, then it is like I am dead as well. Sins, when a person commits a sin, the hadith tells us a black dot appears on his heart. If he, make, if he stops that sin, and he makes tawbah, then that sin, is that, that black dot is wiped out from his heart, his heart is polished. But if he does not stop, and he continues sinning, and he continues sinning, then that entire heart becomes blackened. That entire heart becomes black, and then it becomes hard, respected friends and elders. That is when we reach that stage, that we will see one calamity after another, death upon death engulfing us from all sides. Over a year now, the amount of debt we are seeing, but it's making, am I, am I prepared to go? Am I realizing I may go also? The amount of calamity in the dunya, the amount of loss and suffering and hardship, if it is not making and not taking effect on me, then it is a sign that that heart has become black. It is a sign that that heart has become hard. It is a sign of the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says that people, their hearts became hard. Because of their sin, because they broke the agreement with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they didn't do what was required of them. Allah says, we cursed them. And we made their hearts hard. I was sharing an incident that happened in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the children. That there was a person who had accepted Islam in Medina and he was chosen and selected because he was able to write. Because there were very few among the Arabs who were educated. He was able to write. He was selected to be a scribe of wahi. Selected to be a person who when the ayat of Quran used to be revealed, he was among those who were called, if available, to write that verse down. Such an honor. But as time went along, like we may say, it got to his head. He began to become proud. And he began to think to himself that I am the important person here. And he began to tell the people, Billah, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam doesn't know anything besides what I write for him. What I am teaching him. And he gave up Islam. He became murtad. Allah save us. Not long thereafter, he died. So his people, they buried him one night. The next morning they see that his body is back on the, on the surface of the earth. It, in other words, his body was dug up again. So they accused, they said, this is the doing of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his sahaba. Because this person renegated, because they feared he betrayed them. So they dug a deeper grave the second time and put him lower down. This riwayah is in Bukhari Sharif. The next morning, again, this body was back on the earth. Again, they suspect, which was wrong, obviously. They suspect that this was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and sahaba who dug up the grave. So on the third time, they dug the, as deep as possible and they buried him. And next morning they see that body back on the surface of the earth. Then they realize that this is not the doing of any man. This is not the doing of any human. This is the doing of the Rabb of man. This is the doing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this person had shown disrespect to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He became proud. He gave up his deen. So when I mentioned this, one of the children asked, they said, then wasn't that enough for the people, his qawm, his tribe, to take lesson? Didn't they realize that Iman and Islam and that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is on haq and that they should follow and become Muslim? So when that question was posed to me, respected friends and elders, it shocked me. That those people came and went. 
What happened to them? Allah knows best how many of them thereafter did accept Islam. But what about me and you? When we see these lessons happening around us, when we see these calamities, when we see these signs on the side of Allah, they were kafir, if they remain kafir, then that is expected of a kafir. They were kafir and they saw the sign and great miracle from the side of Allah. But despite that, if they remain on their kufr, then that is what you expect from a kafir. But if we are reciters of karima la ilaha illallah, we are believers in la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, we are seeing these signs on the side of Allah happening day in and day out. And if it made no difference to my life, then what does it say about me? What does it say? It says my heart has become hard. It says that I have been, I am far from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Iyaka wa walkalam bi ghayri dhikrillah. Be wary of engaging in too much of talk and being unmindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَّ كَثْرَةَ الْكَلَامِ بِغَيْرِ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ قَصْوَةٌ لِلْقَلْبِ When you continue in your day-to-day affairs and matters and your dunya, and you are unmindful of Allah, then this hardens the heart. And أَلَا وَإِنَّ أَبْعَدَ النَّاسِ مِنَ اللَّهِ الْقَلْبُ الْقَاسِ That person who has a hard heart is furthest away from Allah. is furthest away from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sin and neglect, and neglect and being unmindful of Allah will take us further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sins are the greatest barrier between man and his creator. Sins are the greatest barrier between us and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Mawana Fazlur Rahman sahib, my ustad was visiting Durban not long ago. And he mentioned something which is so true, yet it doesn't strike us. We don't realize that nobody has got any haqq. Nobody got any right on Allah. We have no right on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah wished, Allah could have destroyed all of us. So it is wrong for a person to think that why is Allah doing this to me? No respected friends and elders. We have to think that Alhamdulillah Allah has allowed us to live another day. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu's daily dua at the, at the time of sunrise. Allah alhamdulillah alladhi aqalana yawmana hadha. All praise to Allah who has given us back this one more day. Iqala is return. When you buy something, and then you want, to, you want to exchange, you go back and you exchange that item, that is iqala. Because at night we went to sleep, Allah took our souls away. Then Allah exchanged it and gave it back to us. And He allowed us one more day. Then the next day again another day. And then another day. Alhamdulillah, all praise to Allah who, who gave us back our lives and allowed us one more day. وَلَمْ يُهْلِكْنَا بِذُنُوبِنَا And He didn't destroy us because of our sins. Because if you look at our sins, then we don't deserve even one more moment on earth. We don't deserve one more moment. But this is the mercy of Allah, that Allah has given us this chance to turn back to Him. Allah has given us this chance to make tawbah, no matter what the sin a person may have committed. But if he made tawbah and left this dunya, then alhamdulillah, he's okay in the akhirah. His salvation is there in the akhirah. But if he didn't make tawbah and he left with his sins, then respected friends and elders, khasirat dunya wal akhirah. He suffered loss here also, and is going to suffer loss in the akhirah as well. ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْخُسْرَانُ وَالْمُبِينَ That is, that is open loss and, and ultimate loss. That we lost out here, and we don't take benefit from the situation that has come upon us. This is in one way, this is in one way, the mercy of Allah, that Allah wants us to come closer to Him. That child who needed to be reprimanded by his father, that child who maybe the father even beat up, and he was reprimanded and tensioned up by his father. Is it because his father hates him? No. We remind our children from time to time that I am stopping you from doing this wrong. And I am doing, I am treating you like this because I love you. 
You think I hate you. No, I'm doing it so that you can come back. I'm doing it so that you can become a better person. All the advice your father is giving you is for you to become a better person. Not to chase you further away. He's doing it out of love for you. The same here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought that condition. But Allah has allowed us this time now to reflect. Because when it comes to this obedience of Allah, then three days of looting is nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can wipe us all out in a moment, respected friends and elders. Sayyidina Abu Darda radiyallahu anhu, who was known as Hakimu Hadihil Ummah, the wise person of the Ummah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, referred to him as the most wise person, the person who has the most amount of wisdom in the Ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was part of the army that conquered the island of Cyprus in the time of Sahaba radiyallahu anhum in the year 32 after Hijri. When they, this was the first successful battle across the ocean for the Muslims. So it was a day of great rejoice, a happiness that we have now conquered these Christians. Abu Darda radiyallahu anhu was seen crying in a corner. Everybody else was happy that they've conquered this land and we've got the booty also. And it was a successful expedition across the ocean, the first such successful expedition. Abu Darda is crying, so people came to him, Abu Darda, this is a day of rejoicing. And you are crying, why are you crying? My Ustad, Shaykh Muhammad Awama, Hafizahullah, when he quotes this incident, he says, that this is now the wisdom of Abu Darda at play. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had labeled him the greatest, the, 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 the greatest hakim, meaning the most wise person of the ummah. See his wisdom. He was crying, he says, I am crying because I am pondering over the plight and condition of the people. The Cypriots, who were Christian, they were here, they had their dunya. They thought that they were safe because they were surrounded by the ocean. Today, things have changed in the dunya. At that time, how much of war was, was fought across the ocean, Allahu A'lam. They felt that this was sufficient, a barrier, a deterrent. So they felt that they were safe. But they gave up the command of Allah. They did not hold on to the teachings of, of their religion. They did not follow the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and accept Deenul Islam now that Deen has come. And because of that, see how they have been reduced to ruins. See how they have been destroyed. And then he uttered this sentence and he says, مَا أَهْوَنَ الْخَلْقُ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِذَا ضَيَّعُوا أَمْرَ اللَّهِ How despicable, how worthless the creation becomes in the, in the, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِذَا ضَيَّعُوا أَمْرَ اللَّهِ when they give up the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when me and you give up the command of Allah, we flout the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we are far away from the masjid, we are engaged in sin day in and day out, whether it be the sin of riba, interest, the sin of zina, the sin of backbiting, the sin of gossiping, the sin of giving up salah, not paying zakah, intermingling, breaking marriages of others, breaking relationships with others. If we are engaged in sin day in and day out, then we're becoming more and more worthless in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma ahwan al-khalq, how worthless they become in the eyes of Allah. Ida dayyu amr Allah when they discard the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to summarize, respected friends and elders, the condition that has come upon us is a time for us to reflect. And to reflect, yes, on one hand the loss of dunya, and to ask Allah and to make an effort to replace what was lost. But when it comes to our deen, we should not be compromised. When it comes to our spiritual life, we should not be compromised. Because the loss of deen is a greater musibah than the loss of your dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. 
Allah give us tawfiq of understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of making tawbah and giving up those old ways. You know, it used to be the same bayan or similar type of topic I used to speak about when we used to refer to calamity elsewhere in the dunya. We used to say people in Yemen are suffering. We used to say people in Syria are suffering. In Palestine, in Iraq, the Rohingya, the Uyghur Muslims in China and other natural disasters and catastrophes throughout the globe that let us take lesson. This is now happening to us. It is happening to us and we are not even realizing. Or if we don't realize, then how sad won't that be respected friends and elders. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us all turn to Allah in tawbah and istighfar. Give up those old ways. Put a stop to it now that enough. When a man, when a man is engaged in sin, he's enjoying himself. Which is wrong obviously. But now pacify your nafs. Pacify yourself that we've enjoyed enough. We've been there, we've done that. Now it's time for us to turn a page and focus for akhirah. Because when we come in this dunya, we come in, in sequence. First the grandfather came, then the man's father came, then he came, then his son comes in the dunya. But when we leave, then there's no tertid, there's no sequence. There's no sequence. I can go before, before somebody much elder or double my age. And somebody younger than me can go before me. And how, what counts is how are we going to go? How are we going to leave this dunya? If we do not make that change, we didn't take lesson, then how are we going to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That person who made this dunya his playground, that person who made this place, you know, his, his paradise, so to say, and he wants it to be perfect, why will he want to leave? He will not want to leave, because he's too comfortable here. No, the akhirah is where we want to go. So when the time comes for mot, then that person who became very comfortable in the dunya doesn't want to leave. The hadith says that there is a tussle between the, the soul of that sinner and the malaika. The, the malaika are pulling his soul out and this person wants to, the soul wants to remain here because it is too comfortable. Quran says, وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ بَاسِطُوا أَيْدِيهِمْ أَخْرِجُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ The malaika begin to hit him. That allow your soul to come out. But he doesn't want to leave. The hadith says, مَنْ أَحَبَّ لِقَاءَ اللَّهُ أَحَبَّ اللَّهُ لِقَاءَهُ That person who wants to meet Allah at the time of death, Allah wants to meet him. And there are some man kariha liqa Allah. There are those who do not want to meet Allah when death comes. Why? Because when they see where they're going, it's, on, it's only doom and destruction. And they see where they're leaving, then it's all fantasy, it's all comfort and luxury. He doesn't want to leave. Like the example of the child in the playground. The parent took the child to the playground. Time is up, it's getting late, it's evening, time close, close to closing time. We tell the child, come, we need to go. Then all of us, all of us who were in that situation, our response was, one more time. Let me go on one more ride, or let me, a few more minutes. Then that father gives in. And then again, let's leave. Then again, one more time. And one more, and then eventually it leads up to that tussle. The father is pulling one hand, the mother is pulling the other hand to get that child out of that place and into the car. And the child is crying and throwing a tantrum. This is exactly the example of a person who made the dunya his playground. Allah save us. Dunya yaha aise rehe ya to waise rehe. Whether we live like this or that, waha to dekna hai ke kaise rehe. We have to look in the akhirah how we're going to live. Because when we leave respected friends and elders, then that is what will judge us. That is what will judge us and how we are going to live in the akhirah. And how we will leave is how we lead our life in this dunya. Lead your life of obedience. That will come to us in a good condition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding. Wa akhru dawana alhamdulillah.